This is probably our favorite segment that we, we do because we learn a lot. You guys learn a lot. It gives you the ability to be able to to look at the news cycles, to look at the world through the eyes of a professional news producer. Somebody's yep. been in the, the the room at Fox News, at Newsmax, at Major League Baseball. Somebody who speaks fluent sarcasm mm -hmm. and is the current producer of The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson. And she has probably one of the best substacks she does. going as well. The one, the only, Brianna Morello. Yay! Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure to be with you both. It, we it, are so excited. We love this segment. We 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 gotta we ought to start. We what we do is you know for those of you just watch it, we go through her Twitter feed because uh, she's a bright light in that spot. Even before Elon came along and he's trying to do whatever yeah. he's trying to do over there in in uh, the Twitter sphere, she was the 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 the, the beacon of light and hope yep. of conservatism in mm -hmm. Twitter and kind of able to, to stick to wake people up. around there and uh, uh, puts out snarky, sarcastic, fun knowledge bombs again with with a, quite a bit of sarcasm built in there which is very fun it makes the news cycle better it does and uh let's just jump in right out of the gate with on your on your twitter feed we, we just pull a few of these random out and kind of throw them at, at brianna thanksgiving producer colton's going to read these for us today but but i want to hear about your thanksgiving this is what you said going into it and see if you did it brianna said happy thanksgiving just a reminder today is a great day to bring up politics at the dinner table the change starts with you Corner your liberal relatives with facts today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so how was your Thanksgiving? Mine was great. Um, I I mean, I did get invited to Thanksgiving, of course, but I, I did not go home to see my family. I stayed in Florida the time around. But I, I feel like everyone needs to take the opportunity into their own hands and lecture and hold their relatives down and tell them you're not getting turkey until you speak badly about <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> no. That's I mean, awesome. It's it's just, I love doing it when I am at home for the holidays. My mom always sends out a generic text when she knows uh, it's supposed to be a group text that goes to all of us and doesn't say anyone by name, but obviously I know it's talking to me. Um, it says, <laughs> no politics at the dinner table. Because um, we do have some, you know, uh, relatives, some family members who are um, left-leaning, would be the nice way of phrasing it. Yeah. And so they get easily offended, as many of you probably have already assumed. So, yeah, so there's a no politics rule, which is always broken every year in my <laughs> tradition. And I look forward <laughs> to keeping it going from Moving forward. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, oh it, it is. And it is hard, though. That's what you do for a living yeah. is you're scanning yeah. the news all the time and you're pulling out these stories. So, all right. Well, let's keep it. It, keep, it keeps the conversation going. Yes. At the dinner table and off of the weather. You, you're welcome at our Thanksgiving anytime. Yeah, so, we'd love it. Thank right. you. Thank you. <laughs> tweet number two The mRNA vaccines didn't work. The masks didn't work. The lockdowns didn't work. The daily testing didn't work. Man, that is so true. You can, you can affirmatively say those now. I know there was an article that uh, came out with Epic Times, I think, this weekend, and it came across everywhere. But uh, there's more people now uh, dying of COVID vaccinated than people that are not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why no one's talking about it anymore. That's the truth. The truth is that people who are vaccinated are dying from COVID. Well, dying with COVID, I guess I should say. Um, there, there are so many people who are just randomly dying in their sleep, uh, you know, simply running across a parking lot doing simple activities that we normally could do every day now they're dying from it sudden death syndrome among adults has become like this new term that uh the mainstream media wants us to accept into our you know definitions and i uh, i've never once used that word it's not a mem it's not a part of my vocabulary but now all of a sudden it has to be mm -hmm. it's bizarre but it's a part of the strategy to kind of normalize uh people who are 17 years old and were formerly mm -hmm. healthy and then they were forced to get this vaccine that they didn't really need 
And now they're dying in their sleep or they're dying of yep. heart attacks. So there's Sad. some type of long-term issues that they're dealing with. Uh, it's not normal. And we need to push back and stop allowing them to pretend like it is. We know it's not. Um, but but there's they, they've done a great job normalizing it. Yeah. Uh, I was actually watching Tucker Carlson earlier this week, and uh, one of his guests made a great point. You know, when uh, you watch a commercial and it's for a, it's a pharmaceutical company commercial, it's for medication, and they list all the side effects. Yep. Well, the vaccine doesn't have to do that. They could sit here and they get this free promo because Joe, Joe Biden and everyone in the administration is promoting mm-hmm. it. And they never once admit or even list what the side effects of that vaccine are. And we know that there's side effects to it because we force them to release that information. Yep. Um, so it's unfortunate. It's really sad. But we need to keep drilling at home with everyone because they don't want you to talk about the vaccines, how they failed, mm-hmm. the long-term effects that they're causing on people now. That's why no one's pushing for these vaccines anymore. But we have to keep reminding people they didn't work. The masks didn't work. The lockdowns right. didn't work. And it's not going to continue to work. And, you know, we saw Dr. Fauci on his way out of the White House reminding Americans to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're even pushing for every two months now for Americans to get vaccinated. This is beyond strange. This is yep. clearly, there's other motives behind it, uh, which, you know, some speculate. But my, my point is simple. You can't let up. You have to keep reminding people that they were wrong. They are still are wrong. And there needs to be accountability. Well, well that's they, true. They, and they now- probably will go, uh, they won't tell you the side effects until they at least tell you what was in it. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you see that, you know, we had Steve Kirsch on this week and it's one of the, you know, the things we, we yeah. showed in that video is, is like the wrapper, when you unfold this, it's empty. Yep. Yeah. Nobody Especially knows, the children. nobody mm-hmm. knows what's in these things. It's true. And then obviously we have on there as seen in died suddenly. That's a documentary that just came out um, a little over a week ago. Now, Stu Peters, uh, it's on his rumble channel. You can find it died suddenly there. Uh, that was eye-opening. In fact, I haven't been able to shake it. We've done a lot of interviews about vaccinations, but after watching that, it's been, man, that was very eye-opening. Sobering. It was very sobering. Yeah. Yeah, I follow their Twitter account, and every time I see it, it always just get really sad when there's like a there's a tweet that they send out about somebody who suddenly died. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there was another one. There was a woman who posted that she didn't want the vaccine back in 2021, but took it because she wanted to travel, and then a couple of days later, she died. Oh, it's so um, sad. It's heartbreaking, but it they is. forced it on to people. Yep. Traveling yeah. to me wasn't worth it. Traveling nope. to you guys wasn't worth it. Nope. We held on our own. It's unfortunate that not enough Americans did so as well. Mm-hmm. This might mess up the order that these are, are queued up in. Uh, maybe producer Colton can work with this, but but you've had friends that were forced to take this in previous work environments. Um, we have a tweet yeah. about this, about one of your uh, former coworkers um, that basically – uh, I guess we go ahead and just read the tweet. This is uh, kind of on the same topic, kind of sobering. One of my former Fox Corps colleagues reached out. He tells me he is having heart issues after being forced by HR to get the vaccine. He fears going public, but he's dealing with the side effects of getting the experimental COVID vaccine. My heart breaks for these people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one individual who told me when I was going through my whole vaccine thing, don't bad mouth Fox. He's been with the company for years. Um, through thick and thin. And so he's one of the loyal people over at the company. Um, he got the vaccine because uh, he just didn't want to get put on unpaid leave or risk, you know, getting put on unpaid leave. So so he did get it. Um, and I don't know why he didn't follow for any exemptions. I never really went into detail with him. But now he's got like an abnormal heartbeat is what he was saying to me. I, I don't know the specifics of, of it specifically. But like I have sympathy, but I also on the other hand don't because mm-hmm when the people 
people come up to me now who, who worked at Fox, some people who I never even, because Fox is a massive company, so I didn't really know everyone who was there. And I also, <laughs> towards the end, was working remotely. So mm-hmm. now people are coming to me and they're looking to talk to me about what's going on. And um, although I understand coming forward, it's very important. But when you're not confronting human resources, which I, I did, I got into a you know, massive conflicts, but I, but I kept it in emails intentionally. When you're not pushing back and you're not challenging them and you're just complying or you're just leaving the company but not telling them why you're leaving the company, taking a job elsewhere in hopes that maybe in a year you can come back when this is all blows over, like that's not standing up for yourself or for, for your colleagues. Like you have mm-hmm. to speak up and you have to say something. And so yeah. um, it's unfortunate, you know, this person, I was like, well, maybe you should come out and say something about it. Uh, doesn't want anyone, doesn't want me to mention his name, what part of Fox he worked in, mm-hmm. nothing like that. So I understand it. I understand the fear that's involved in there because once you, once like everyone knows, like I'm never going to ever probably end up back in corporate media. Like they're never having me back in, which right. is fine. There's no, there's no lost feelings there. I, yeah. I don't want to go back. But um, that's not the case for everyone. People like right. having a secure job that pays them a set salary and that's going to, it's going to be there forever. So they don't want to burn that bridge. So I understand, mm-hmm. but uh, I lack empathy. People c- call me all the time to tell me their stories and want me to amplify it through, you know, them being anonymous. And I get that. And I don't mind doing so, but it's also, it doesn't make you a fighter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right. the clear and obvious point. People need to start coming out and speaking up for themselves. Oh, and, yeah, and that's and, true. You know, who cares about the repercussions? That's why we have here behind us, you know, when we started this whole podcast, wake up, speak up and show up. The Lord told us that yep. we were on a walk one day and he said, yeah. that is what we have to do. If you're going to get your country back, people have to wake up, they have to speak up and they have to show up. It's so critical yeah. that our voices are heard. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Not everybody wants to speak up, but they have to. Mm-hmm. I right. totally agree. Next one. Next and, one. And because of your opinions, maybe you, you, you get some shade thrown at you. Yeah. Brianna yeah. says, I mute people that insult me. I block people that are too dumb for me. Chances are, if you're still seeing this, you're good. <laughs> That is and, so and, good. and hey, we, I see it on my Twitter feed, so I guess I'm I'm good. Hey, Stace, we're still. Hey, yeah. yes, we're not, we follow Brianna. We're not mean or dumb. No, I might have other problems, but I'm not mean or dumb. <laughs> yeah, well, Dave, remember when you asked, you were asking me like, "Hey, there's some mean comments people leave you leave you. Like, how come you don't?" And I'm like, honestly, I don't see them. <laughs> That's so smart. Like, hey, what do you mean? Um, this is what I do. I, I view people who are just mean, and there's a lot of mean people online. I don't really care for it. Uh, I don't care to block you, though, because I feel like you commenting on it and you seeing it is going to impact your day somehow. So I'm going to I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure you can still see yeah. it. But I block people who are too dumb for me, people who want to have conversations that just don't make any sense. Like you want to counter my opinion, which I love to to hear from people. But you want to counter my opinion with your stupidity. And yeah. then there's no facts behind it. There's nothing. I, I at that point. I don't argue emotions. So I was say, you don't, you don't delete people that That's disagree so with good. you because, because, because no, you'll yeah. have great conversations yeah. in the, in the back and forth. So yeah. anyway, I thought that yeah. was kind of good. It's like, kind of a good rule for people yeah. though, you it know, is. because you know, we kind of hit this place as well where we're kind of curating even like our Facebook, you know, list mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, things like that. I'm like, this doesn't bring any life or joy. The, this person only comes on to, 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 be angry about certain kinds of posts. They're not really engaged in my normal life. If I got no. a picture of my grandkid or, Hey, we did this thing, or it's only if you have a, a post on a certain topic, they'll come on and just poop on you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is not a life giving thing. I wouldn't be friends in real, you know, I wouldn't have dinner with somebody that treated me like that. So I don't know. I need yeah. you on my social media either. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Social media can be toxic. So they have to make it a healthier place for you. So whatever you have to do, mm-hmm. do it. I support it. 
Bye, Felicia. Bye, right. Felicia. Next. You out of here. Journalism <laughs> is asking Bill Gates what he was doing while meeting with Jeffrey Epstein. Too many reporters want to play footsie with him rather than confront him about his hangout sessions with a convicted pedo. Man, that is so true. That journalism. Exactly right. That's a word we probably need to even look up now. Mm-hmm. What exactly is the definition <laughs> of journalism today? Yeah, they only practice it when it's a Republican in the White House. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's it's all fluffy little answers, and it's just reading off a press release. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm trying to remember what the interview was that Bill Gates recently did. He was asked by a female uh, journalist about his dealings with Jeffrey Epstein, and he gave a very kind of ma, like nothing like, Nothing that I would consider to be a legitimate answer, saying I, I shouldn't have hung out with him. I shouldn't have been. There you go. The definition of journalism. Um, <laughs> but, like, there was nothing of substance there. And uh, it was just, do you regret meeting him? Don't you regret meeting him? Do you? What did you do with him? What were you right. guys doing? Mm-hmm. Because you hung out on several occasions. And at the time, he was a convicted pedophile. He wasn't somebody who we didn't know was a pedophile. Right. So right. you knowingly did that. And then when all that information came out, your wife left you. Yeah, so clearly, I was thinking something, something might happened. come out. I was thinking maybe something might would come out when uh, when that was There's all going down. Probably some contingencies in there. I was wondering, you know, like, ooh, okay. Yeah. I just can't imagine a relationship. Like, okay, uh, my son and I just went deer hunting, okay, two weekends in a row. You know, Stacy asked me, hey, tell me some other guys that were there and this kind of stuff. Okay, it was this. There's Larry and his friend. You know, okay, I met this guy. Hey, uh, you know, if one of them was like a famous, world-renowned, convicted pedophile, she'd have been like, uh, I don't know. Those are probably good guys yeah, to be exactly. going in and hunting with and hanging out with and do activities. You become I, more like the people you hang around. I mean, it, it would. Yeah. Well, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's nobody in my world that I would ever hang out with. You know, it's like you don't spend time with someone like that nope. flying on their private jet doing things just because. Well, he's you know maybe when he drinks he swears a lot. It's just something you're going to overlook. <laughs> it's different. It, this is a whole different category of human being. That's a, a is a is a monster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the charges that he pleaded guilty to were a cover-up charge for his friends. And so there, there's just no excuse for it. He was clearly mm-hmm. doing something on Epstein Island and, and with Jeffrey Epstein. And the public deserves answers because he sits here and he acts like he's like, he's, he's God and he can get, he can lecture the rest of us about things. And, acts like he's a he doctor. Can't. Yeah. yeah. He's not even a doctor. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's just so... It's so strange on how he gives you medical advice. He wants to give us food advice, even though he's overweight. Yeah, it's it's, and then he lectures over about uh, overpopulation and all the other things. It just it doesn't make any sense for anybody who is an independent thinker to follow what he mm-hmm. what he says, and it doesn't make any sense to continue to allow him to go on and, and lecture yep. the rest of us as, as if we're beneath him. We need to listen to him mm-hmm. um, because because there's there's nothing of value that he's offering to us. But most importantly, I want to know what he did on with Jeffrey Epstein. It's the most important part. And unfortunately, I don't know if we're ever going to figure that out. When he was going through his divorce proceedings, though, it seemed like his ex-wife was trying to, through the media, trying to hint that she's going to drop the bombs if he doesn't do as she says. Yep. And so I think that's why that settled pretty quickly, that divorce. Yep. That makes sense. Man, what what a mess. And again, journalism is supposed to be the thing that holds powerful people accountable. Mm -hmm. Today, journalists are simply a megaphone. And they run cover, cover for exactly. the elites and powerful. That's right. And that's that's really the the crux of one of the main things that's wrong with our our our, our culture is there's not that level of public accountability. Yep. So true. All right, Colton, what you got next? If Apple pulls Twitter from the Apple store, I'm going to need a new cell phone. At Elon Musk, maybe it's time to start coming up with your own line of mobile devices. Man, that is a great point. You know, you saw that too, uh, when um Parler 
you know, was trying to come out. You know, it's like, all right, they can basically control anything that they want to control, you know, by just pulling the plug, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that concerning? So we, so Elon Musk says everything's all good now with Apple. They've smoothed things out, but that's not the point. The point is that they did threaten to do this to you, right? Yeah. This isn't mm-hmm. a misunderstanding. They did this to you. Um, it wasn't until you met with them in person and then it's the shakedown of the superpower because Elon Musk is probably just as equally powerful, I'd say, as Tim Cook is. But uh, then you have Apple who uh, went back and sided with the CCP and started altering sure. people's mm-hmm. uh, airdrops in China so they can't uh, organize protests and they can't communicate without being surveilled by the CCP. So uh, they were okay with doing that, Apple. They were okay with that kind of mm-hmm. censorship and, and siding with the Communist Party. Um, and then I think it was John Kirby who was asked yesterday by uh, well, on Thursday by Fox, uh, Fox News anchor was grilled upon it. And he just kept saying, listen, Apple's a private company. We're not stepping in to tell Apple what to do when it comes to dealing with the CCP mm. and in, in their business mm. in China, which is deeply concerning because as many of you know, they had no problem saying we're going to keep an eye on Elon Musk as him. He's a, a, a private person who purchased Twitter, right? But we're going to keep an yeah. eye on him. Plus, they had no problem sending messages, the White House directly sending messages to Twitter and telling them to shut down people's accounts, like, like you know, journalists, mm-hmm. uh, to telling them that they were sending out disinformation because they didn't want the information out there and shutting down their accounts. So they want to nitpick what they want to do. They don't want to cross China. I've never seen an administration do this before where they're so fearful of a, the Communist Party coming after them with all their force. Yep. So they're almost playing footsie with them as well. So it's deeply concerning. It's deeply alarming. But Elon Musk, he's learning a very valuable lesson. Um, he's going to need to be coming out with, with his own cell phones and, and all these other things. And we're going to have two different two different worlds that we're going to live in this country. And you're either going to buy yeah. an Apple product and align yourself with a company that aligns itself with the CCP and complies. Or you're going to go with probably like an Elon Musk phone, which you know is going to fight for you a little bit when it comes to maintaining your freedoms. So uh, that's, that's the future I see for this country. Because there, there's not two good choices. My brother was sending me some texts because he's this Android guy and he always gives me a hard time about, about iPhone stuff. And I'm like, Okay. Is that, is okay. That any so, so Google's the high road here, right, you know, exactly. it's like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's all, it's all a mess. All right. Let's end speaking of, of footsie, somebody that, that, uh, I know nobody on this podcast would want to play footsie with. We're going to with Sean Hannity, uh, uh oh. be our, our final tweet of the week. Why do all the rhinos end up on Sean Hannity? And that is a great I ask myself question. that all the time. Like, do you have to like go through a, a certification test to prove you're a rhino POS to be a guest on Sean Hannity? Do you got to be Lindsey Graham or, or like how, what, what is yep. the, the, the narrowing in threshold that he uses? Yeah. Like this tweet was inspired when I looked up. And so I accidentally left. So when Tucker's show usually ends, uh, I usually turn off the TV Yep. I accidentally made yes. a mistake and left it running. And all of a sudden, it's Sean Hannity. And oh. he has Kev- Kevin McCarthy on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and there was a single hard question asked to Kevin McCarthy. Not a single hard question asked to him. It was a fluff piece. Uh, Kevin McCarthy had very bad bronzer on, probably a really bad makeup artist in his makeup before the, the interview. And it was just generic softball questions. And it was nothing interesting at all. Uh, I don't know why he continues to even have a show. I, I know Sean does own his own private companies. I would give anything to just look at what he, like who he's pulling money in from. Yeah. Because there's got to be something going on here, right? There's got to mm-hmm. be like he was like like 
talk to your doctor about getting the vaccine. And he was like propping up the vaccine on a show. Oh, all the time. I, we week. saw his Sean income yeah. one time. I can't remember what it was, uh, what he made last year. It, it was, it was, it was around it was 40 millions. to 60 That's million more thinking. than he deserves. It was all, it was yeah, m- I, millions and millions and millions. It was ludicrous. Brought to you by Pfizer. Who works at- <laughs> well, that's the thing. I want to see his. I want to see where he's bringing in money now. Uh, I did submit a FOIA request to kind of get some information on him, and I have to. I have to dig a little bit deeper and look, and look to see what what LLCs he does own, because technically you could be just. So I, I did a FOIA request to the federal government to see if he was getting paid through HHS to promote the vaccine. Um, I, that came up with nothing, but. That doesn't say that it didn't happen. It just has right. to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, if he's mm-hmm. got an LLC that he doesn't really use, but he only does for shady things or it's in someone else's mm-hmm. name or he was paid through someone. Like there's there's a lot of different ways to go about doing this. So uh, that investigation is not yet done. Uh, we're still on that one. But uh, it's just deeply concerning to me because it's like, it seems like there's there's private interest in a lot of these people that he has on his show. And it's not the interest of, that his audience wants to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's deeply concerning to me. So uh, there's a theme here. It has to do with Sean Hannity and a bunch of horrible decisions. We saw that with his push of Dr. Oz and, and pushing out the other primary candidates who I thought were better mm-hmm. candidates personally. Uh, Kathy Barnett was fabulous. And I thought she would have done a better job. Uh, unfortunately, though, he sided with Dr. Oz and Dr. Yeah. Oz then earned the endorsement of President Trump. Um, it's all just a, he just constantly makes bad decisions and he's just not good on air. And there's just a whole bunch of things that have me scratching my head and saying, why are you still here? Wait, yep. He's um, one of these things you scratch your head a little bit like, you know, like when you look at like Biden's social media thing, or you look at Katie Hobbs, social media, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't, I, I've not personally ran into somebody that, that, that like quotes him in a positive way. Like, 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 him. like Tucker comes up all the time. People yeah. are like, oh, people did you see Tucker's opening monologue? Yeah. He cut, co- he yeah. covered this thing here, man. He had yeah. January yeah. 6th. He went there and right. like, you know, brought up Ray yep. Epps. I mean, Tucker does, does hard things. He does. Um, Puts himself at risk. Sean, never. There's only two things you'll never talk about 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 the vaccine. You ever hear him talking bad about anybody that's a certifiable rhino? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't know anybody likes him. And you go to his comments down below. He has no fans. Like nobody even that follows him on Facebook mm-hmm. or Twitter. They like him. Like nobody. I, I don't yeah. know where his. I'm sure there's a there's a a, 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 a demographic you know out mm-hmm. there that that loves Sean and maybe they fell in love with him back in the day or something like that. But but. Not if you're watching closely and you actually are concerned for conservative media yep. and you're concerned for America first. Uh, Sean's yeah. not your guy. I totally agree. Yeah. If you look at anything, anytime I post anything about Sean Hannity and you go down the comments, it's everyone agreeing with me. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. rare. Normally I get a lot of people who disagree, but uh, it's, everyone's saying the same. It's like an echo chamber at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody really likes him. The thing with media that I've learned is like you. So he's, he's, in, he's in a really good time slot. So his time slot, obviously, between both shows is, is what keeps people around. He's like the buffer between both of them. But in order to keep that time slot, you have to have people in the higher-ups really liking you. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's the Paul Ryans at Fox who really like him. You know, you never know who's the person who's going to keep pushing for him to stay on air. Um, I, I watch his show a lot because I obviously worked at Fox. And I never learned anything from his show. Tucker will teach you something that you didn't know before. Yeah. Uh, and that's the reason Every why time. I enjoy watching him. Totally yeah. agree. Challenge yeah. your thinking a little bit. Bring something new to the table. How can people find your sub stack? Me? Just look me up. Brianna Morello. Um, Twitter as well. And mm-hmm. same thing. Brianna Morello. You just click it. It's right, it's right in my bio. So very easy to get to. Perfect. And it's B-R-E-A-N-N-A-M-O-R-E-L-L-O. 
Brianna, thank you so much for joining (laughs) us today. We really, really appreciate it. I always learn a lot, and I'm so thankful that you come on the show. We really appreciate your time. Mom. Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And Ooh. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy MyPillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code FLYOVER, you get up to 66% off when you go to MyPillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code FLYOVER. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to bring you my biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for Christmas. Get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. We even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All at the biggest discounts ever. I know my bedding products are perfect for you, and I'm extending my money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products, including my Giza Dream bed sheets, for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.